But hey, I really believe God's got a word for us today. In fact, let me kind of begin today by sharing with you where we were last week. Even on Mother's Day, we talked about the healer is here. Uh, And uh, he is our healer. Uh, And we looked at Matthew chapter 9 where it says he went throughout all the regions healing them of all their diseases. Then he looked upon the the people because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And then he said, let's pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. And so last week, the healer is here. Today, the helper is here. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. There's a line in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Anybody ever seen Mrs. Doubtfire? See if I can do my best Mrs. Doubtfire impersonation. She said, help is on the way, dear. Are y'all laughing with me or at me? Let's all try it together. Help is on the way, dear. Here we go. Help is on the way, dear. And I I just, I think somebody was choking. I don't know. But hey, we've got somebody better than Mrs. Doubtfire. And I want to introduce him here to you today. Turn to John chapter 14. uh, And we're going to jump into the word of God. I love to read the red. How many of you know it's good to read the red? You read the red, it's the words of Jesus. And we need more of his word in our life. In John 14, 15, and 16, he says this. Now, let me set this up. Let me set this up. Jesus has just told his disciples that he's about to leave them. He said, in fact, John 13, he said, uh, uh, oh, verse 33, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I'm coming, you cannot come. So now I say to you a new commandment that I give to you that you love one another as I've loved you as also you love one another. And by this we'll all know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Now he just said, I'm leaving, but y'all keep loving each other now. Uh, And they started popping questions because this was not in their plans. They began to get really concerned. And Peter began to ask questions. Here's one. Lord, where are you going? (laughs) Where are you going? They didn't get it. They didn't understand. And, and Thomas said, hey, uh, can we come? Uh, and they just didn't understand. And Jesus, because of his compassion and care for his disciples and under the plan of God, he says in John 14, uh, oh, we'll jump in verse 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Everyone say helper. The Greek word for helper is paraclete or parakletos, which really means uh, one brought alongside to help. And Jesus goes on to say, he said, the spirit of truth, verse 17, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. And look in verse 18. I love this. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He said, I'm not going to leave you without help. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit and he's going to help us. Everyone say, help is on the way, dear. In fact, the helper is already here. The helper has come. He's here today. Now, I want to make a couple of statements today. And I want to give you, I want to break it down simply for you. The Holy Spirit's responsibility and his work and his help in the earth is primarily twofold. Everyone say twofold. I want you to get this. It's going to be simple. The Holy Spirit, God sent the Holy Spirit 
to planet earth when he left the earth and he said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. It was primarily when you melt it all down into two, two uh, thoughts. The first one is this, to help us grow. Everyone say to help us grow. The Holy Spirit, God gave the Holy Spirit to us to help us grow spiritually. <clears throat> In fact, when you look to Scripture, you'll discover that if we went to Galatians chapter 5, you don't need to go there. But what's, what's that about? The uh, works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, how many of you know fruit is something that grows in our life? And if we had time, we'd go to Galatians chapter 5 and we'd say, if you walk in the Spirit, you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. In other words, if you allow the Holy Spirit, His influence in your life, you will begin to grow spiritually. And there will be evidence of that spiritual growth called the fruit of the Spirit. If you're everybody's still with me, say amen. Now sadly, put on your sad face. Sadly, many believers are not growing spiritually. And here's the reason. Many believers are not growing spiritually simply because they are not under the daily influence of the Holy Spirit. Many Let's all say that together. Many believers are not growing. I said, let's all say that out loud together. That would help the word out loud. Here we go. Because that sounded like I was still the only one there. All right. Let's try that. Everyone out loud. Here we go. Many believers are not growing spiritually simply because they are not amen write that down tweet thou this because this is the reality if you're not growing spiritually it's because you are not allowing the holy spirit his influence in your life because his his responsibility one of his primary responsibilities, I'm going to give you two. The first one is to help us grow. Now, let me just read something to you in Hebrews chapter 5. I want you to, I want you to see this because there's nothing new under the sun uh, when it comes to Christians who are not growing spiritually. Hebrews chapter 5 uh, says this about the condition of a lot of, of, of the whoever he was writing to with Hebrews. It says this in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. He said, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of, of, of righteousness, and he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What's he saying? He said there's people in the church that aren't growing spiritually. That need to, by this time, you ought to be teachers. But you're still... <laughs> still babies, spiritually. Now don't you all throw rocks yet. Because we're going to get to the good part. But the Holy Spirit has come to help us grow. Everyone say, help us grow. And, and Jesus taught us, and when he, when he began to introduce, you know, uh, in John 14, he said, I'm going to send you the helper, uh, and he's going he's to comfort you and help you, and he's not going to leave you, the spirit of truth. Uh, he began to teach them in the next few chapters about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's influence in their life. Uh, and, and so we find what Jesus said in John 14, 26. 
He said the helper, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and he's going to help you uh, and he's going to teach you. Everyone say he's our teacher. Jesus taught us that the Holy Spirit will come and help us and teach us. Look in John chapter 14. It says this in verse 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Jesus taught us that the Holy Spirit will come and teach us. How many of you would appreciate the Holy Spirit school of ministry in your life? He'll come and teach you. It's like almost Holy Spirit revelation in your life. He'll come and reveal things to you in your life. He'll come and teach us. Hit that for me, Ike. Here we go. The helper, the Holy Spirit, he teaches us. Number two, Jesus taught us there in that same verse that the Holy Spirit comes and reminds us. Look what he said. He says he'll teach you and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. It's almost like the Holy Spirit comes. He said, I'll, I'll reclaim everything that God ever said to you. I'll reach down and I'll bring it back up for you. I'll help you. Somebody say, thank God for the helper. Jesus said he'll teach you. He'll remind you. And then as he continues on discussing this with his disciples, and he gets over to chapter 16 and he teaches them that the Holy Spirit will convict us. It's like he's saying the Holy Spirit will come and he'll restore us into right relationship with God. He'll bring conviction in our life and we yield to the Holy Spirit. And without the help of the Holy Spirit, we cannot be taught uh, the things of God. And we cannot be reminded of all that God has for us. And we cannot be convicted of our sins. Thank God for the helper. Tell somebody else the helper has come. And so he's come to help us grow. And many of us need the Holy Spirit in our life more than ever before. And if I were, if we were honest today, we do some analysis in ourselves. Now, I know how it is a lot of times. I don't want to be too critiquing here. But how many of you know sometimes you just don't think you're growing spiritually and you really are? But I know today some of us are stuck in life and we're not only growing, but we're, but we're digressing. And we need the Holy Spirit's influence in our life. We don't need to be stuck spiritually. By this time, as Hebrews said, some of us ought to be teachers, but we've come to need milk and not solid food. We're still spiritual babes, and we need to grow up. Tell somebody, it's time you grow up. (laughs) It's time we grow up spiritually. So that's the first thought I want you to get this morning, that the Holy Spirit has come to help us grow. Everyone say, help us grow. Now, turn around. I got to know that you got this. Just turn around and ask three people, do you, do you got this? The Holy Spirit's come to help us grow. Help us grow spiritually. His job, his ministry, he's going to help us grow. And Jesus knew he was leaving and the Holy Spirit was, not, was going to be here to help them grow. He's going to be their helper, the one brought alongside to help. Now, the second thought is this. The Holy Spirit has come not only to help us grow, but to help us go. Everyone say go. Let me kind of build something for you in the last words of Jesus. Because the last words of Jesus are very important prior to his ascension into heaven. And the first one is found in Matthew 28 called the Great Commission. What did Jesus say in the Great Commission? He said go into... Oh, I missed that word. He said go. Everybody say go. He said go. He said this is what I'm commissioning you to do, disciples, church of God. Go into all the world and make what? 
disciples of all nations, teaching them and baptizing them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that he had commanded us. And he said, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. The famous last words of Jesus. And then when you get to Mark 16, you'll find that same theme. And Mark's insight about that great commission. But then Mark throws in there, he says, go to, uh, remember, he told us to get the promise of the Father. Get the helper. You've got to have the helper. Everyone say, you've got to have the helper. You can't, you can't leave home without the helper. And then Luke comes along and does the same thing. In Luke 24, he, he gives his rendition of the Great Commission. And then he also mentions the fact that we need, that Jesus said we need the Holy Spirit in our life. And then Luke in Acts chapter 8. How many of you did not know Luke wrote Luke and he also wrote Acts? How many of you knew, anybody know what Luke did for a living? He was a physician. How many of you know it would be good to have the physician on your team? And Luke wrote the same thought. And he said, and he linked the necessity of the two that Jesus so importantly did in his last words. He said, your responsibility is to go. But you can't go without the help of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, here's what I want you to see this morning. I want you to embrace the truth. Embrace this thought. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit in any believer's life is to prepare and empower them to go. Let's read this one together. The primary, come on out loud, here we go. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit in any believer's life is to prepare and empower them to go. Did you get it? Let's say it again. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit in any believer's life is to prepare and empower them to go. In fact, where are we going? Well, Jesus said this, and what's, the, what's our message? Jesus said this in Luke 19, 10. He said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to what? Save that which was lost. Now, now let's link these two thoughts together. What was the first thought? The Holy Spirit has come to help us. Come on now. The first thought was the Holy Spirit's come to help us grow. Everybody say it. I want you to make sure, I want to make sure everybody says this. You got to get this. Uh, in fact, I'm looking around. If your lips don't move, I think you didn't understand me. And I'll just keep re- repeat myself over and over. The first thought is the Holy Spirit has come to help us grow. There you go. And then the second thought, the Holy Spirit has come to help us Now, catch this, the growing is for the going. Say that with me. The growing is for the going. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes and comforts us and teaches us and reminds us and gifts us and guides us, it's all for the purpose of empowering and preparing us to fulfill his kingdom purpose in the earth. And that is to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. The the growing is for the going. And if there's growing and no going, there's really probably not really any growing. Because if you, if you follow after, ooh, come on now. If you follow after the Holy Spirit, He will not cause you to grow up and not go. The growings for the going. Tell three people the growings for the going. The growing is for the going. Now, let's play a little word game here. If you're not growing, you're not going. Oh, I'm going to turn it around. And if you're not going, It means you're not growing. 
And in many ways, I would think we have stifled and potentially even grieved the Holy Spirit in our life whose primary purpose in our life is to grow us up and get us out and going out into the harvest field and fulfilling his kingdom purpose. Hey, let me just tell you about next week because you better get this one down because last week was the healer is here. Today is the helper is here. Tomorrow or next week is the harvest is here. What did Jesus say? The fields are already what? White unto harvest. It's harvest time. And so we need the helper in our life. The, the growing is for the going. And the Holy Spirit will prepare us. And he will empower us primarily in two ways. Let me show you. He prepares us and empowers us, number one, to proclaim his word. The power of the Holy Spirit in your life. He will prepare you and, and, and empower you to proclaim his word and open your mouth. I love Acts chapter 1 and 2 and 3. Acts chapter 2, uh, you know, and I, I, I talk about Peter a whole lot. But last, last Wednesday night, we talked about him again, how God came and restored him and put him back into ministry. And Peter gets up under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in his life. And he begins to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody say the gospel. I want you to turn over to Acts chapter 2. Just take a right. Just go a couple of pages. I want you to see this. As the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, he begins to preach. In verse 22, he says this, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death whom God raised up that'd be a good place to say amen who God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it what is he preaching right there the gospel and the Holy Spirit listen to me wants to empower you and prepare you to open your mouth wide to proclaim the gospel. Somebody say the gospel. I love Rice Brooks' uh, definition of the gospel. I think we have it here. Let's flip it up. The gospel. Let's, this is smaller letters, but hey, let's try to read it together uh, because this kind of encompasses it. And if you wanted to take a picture of this and get this down, because listen, your children need to know the gospel. Your grandchildren need to go know the gospel. We can say it simpler, but I like how he put it. The, the author of God's Not Dead. Let's read it out loud. The, what is the gospel? The good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the son of God and offering the gift of salvation to all who repent and believe the gospel. That's the gospel. And the Holy Spirit's purpose in growing you for you to become spiritual and be more like him is to help you go. He wants to prepare you to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's powerful. There's good news. In fact, if you went over to Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says this. This is after uh, 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 Pentecost, and that now persecution is happening. It says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to proclaim the word of God with boldness. You see, there's something about the power of the Holy 
Holy Spirit and a bold witness for Jesus Christ. Let me just throw it out. If you're fearful, if you're, if you're intimidated, if you're insecure about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you may be one, uneducated, and number two, you may not be filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will empower you to open your mouth wide and boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The helper has come to help us grow and help us go. Number two, the Holy Spirit not only prepares and empowers us to proclaim, but the Holy Spirit prepares us and empowers us to perform. Perform what? The supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit. I love what Acts 2.43 says. It says that the apostles, the, the Spirit had been poured out, the church is born, and it says there were many signs and wonders. Somebody say signs and wonders. Listen, spirit-filled people have supernatural ministry available to them. And the Holy Spirit not only wants to open your mouth wide for you to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, but my friend, my Bible tells me, in fact, Jesus even commissioned his disciples to go and preach the gospel and to heal the sick. Let the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit be made manifest through your life. Listen, you've got the goods if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't, he didn't send you out there without what you need to perform and to fulfill his kingdom purpose in the earth. I love what Acts 3 says about Peter and John on their way to the temple to pray. They're just skippity doo dah, skippity day. Oh, what a wonderful day. And they see the man uh, by the side of the road begging for alms. He was crippled. And Peter, just like every preacher that I know, he said this, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I'll give to you in the name of Jesus. He didn't ask him. He didn't, hey, he didn't uh, say he would, you know, be, uh, trust God for his. He said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I'm giving you. He grabbed him. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Supernatural power came rushing through that cripple's body and he got up and went walking and leaping and praising God. Now, God sent us the Holy Spirit to empower us and prepare us, prepare us and empower us to proclaim boldly the gospel of Jesus Christ and to perform the ministry of the Holy Spirit, miraculous ministry in the earth. Amen. That's why he said, don't leave home without it. So that's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say to help us grow and to help us go. Now, our response to the ministry of the Holy Spirit and His influence in the earth is, number one, we must be receptive. Some people aren't receptive. In fact, I'm just going to throw it out. I'm getting old and to, to uh, kind of, hey, if I step on a little toes, I, you know, I'm just getting old. I can blame it on senility or something. You know, some people in this room right here are still spooked about the Holy Ghost. You talk about the gifts of the Spirit and things. We sit around and analyze it so much that we don't receive anything. We become so analytical and skeptical about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the ministry of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life that we never receive anything. Now, I love what Jesus did with his disciples. After he rose from the dead in John 21, he comes into the room as the resurrected Christ. And if you want to see it, you can just flip right back over to John 21. He said two things. He said in John, oh, let me, let me jump in John, yeah, verse 21. He said to them, 
Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. Now, he's getting to the commission. He's getting to the go part. He said, as as the Father sent me, I send you. And when he had said this, now link these two. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know what all happened right there because that's an interesting... This is before Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But the resurrected Christ walked into their life and breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And and if it's nothing more than he's saying, Hey, you better get your receivers on. You better get... Everybody say it again. Everybody say, Get ready, get ready, get ready. If nothing else, he's saying, you. Hey, if you think... That was something you wait till Pentecost when the Holy Ghost blows down on your life. You better get ready. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. You've got to be receptive. The Holy Spirit came to help us grow. And the Holy Spirit came to help us go. We've got to be receptive to Him. Let me give you some thoughts about that. The first one is this. If we're going to be, re- if we're going to be receptive to the Holy Spirit's influence in our life to help us grow and to help us go, we've got to begin preparing our life for all that He has for us. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, you don't need to turn there, but the resurrected Christ takes the disciples and that, 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 that infant new church that was about to be born, and for 40 days, he pours within them the Word of God. Everyone say the Word of God. He, he's equipping them in two ways. Everybody say, in Word and in Spirit. Listen, everybody say, Spirit and Word. Everyone say, Word and Spirit. Listen. There's nothing I appreciate more than a Pentecostal preacher who actually knows the Bible. Now, the tendency among many is to lean in one direction or the other. But Jesus wants us to be balanced. And if we want to be receptive to the Holy Spirit, we need His Word in our life. We don't need strange fire. We need the fire. Come on now. We don't need somebody's uh, thoughts. or We need the Word of God. And so Jesus, the resurrected Christ, walks into their life and he fills them with the Word of God. The reason I know he was is Peter gets up on Pentecost just a few days later and starts quoting Scripture like a man from another world. And the Holy God wants to equip us with the, with the Word and with the Spirit. Now, all Spirit, no Word uh, makes you a charismaniac. All word, no spirit makes you a dull boy. You have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. I've seen people say, the Holy Spirit this, the Holy Spirit that. I said, wait a minute, it's not lining up with the word of God. I've had people tell me the Holy Spirit led me to divorce my spouse because my soulmate is down the street. No, you were listening to some spirit, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Could I get a better Amen. And so if we want, the, the, we want the whole package, we need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and how he gave birth to this first century church and realize we need the word of God. I've had people tell me, listen, I've been preaching a long time. I've had people tell me, pastor, you just need to quit preaching and let the Holy Spirit flow. Now that just gives you warm fuzzies all over. Because understand, Jesus went around preaching the word of God. It says he manifests his word, Titus said, through preaching. You got to have both. Somebody say both. 
You got to have the word. You got to have the spirit. And we need this. And, and, and so, hey, if you're going to be receptive, there's got to be some preparation in your life to begin to, uh, 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 just position yourself where, where he can move through you. The second thing, if you, if you're going to be receptive to his influence, his preparation and his empowering in your life, there has to be praying. Not like my daddy used to pray. My daddy, he wasn't, he wasn't a, uh, in his latter years, he, he had moved into a more spiritual mode in his life. But he, the, the totality of his prayer was at, at supper time. Lord, bless it, guide it, and hide it. How many of you know God wants us to have a little different prayer life than that? In fact, we see the first century church in Acts chapter 1 verse 14 when Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, which is the helper. It says they were all together praying and interceding in the presence of God. They were continuing with one accord in prayer and in supplication. Listen, prayer stirs up the atmosphere of faith in your life. Prayer open. Hey, prayer does a whole lot of things. It'll wash you and clean you and prepare you when you get into the presence of God and you start calling out to God and you plug into the place of prayer. You're reading the word and you're seeking God and you're preparing your heart and you're praying and you're asking God to show up mighty in your life. Do you think he's not going to answer that prayer? My friend, he wants to come upon you with great power and authority because his purpose in the earth is to uh, help you grow and help you go. But we've got to be receptive in our preparing and in our praying. And number three, in our positioning. Get ourselves rightly positioned in, with God and man. In fact, the Bible says in Acts 2, 1, and in fact, in Acts 1, 14, they were all with one accord in prayer. I want to say in one accord. He's not talking about a Honda. Only one person caught that. He's talking about relationship. Being right with God and right with man. You see, some people think they're right with God, but they're not right with man. They're not right with God. Because my Bible tells me if you don't forgive men, God can't forgive you. And listen, if you want the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you can't be carrying around all this business and all this, all this, you know, all this stuff that you've been hauling around, this unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and, and fret and, and, and worry and, and trauma that you've built up through relationships that have gone bad in your life. It's time to flush that stuff. Come on. And hey, if you want the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, it's time to let him have his way and just say, I'm getting right with God. I'm getting right with man. I'm cleaning up. I'm preparing for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon me. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't want to just sit here and not grow spiritually. I want to grow up in the things of God. And so I'm going to forgive and I'm going to be a forgiver and I'm going to get right with God and man. I'm coming into harmony with the local church in my life. I've met a lot of people, they go from church to church with their nose stuck up in the air thinking they got it all figured out and they can't find anybody as smart as them. You know what really is going on in their life? They are so hung up on themselves that they can't get right with God or man. Where did that come from? That wasn't in my notes. I've had people, I, I'm, I'm starting to get things off my chest. I don't, I don't know if I should do that or not, but I've had people tell me, pastor, I, I just not receiving from you anymore. I said, well, I'm preaching the gospel. Something's wrong with your heart. Hello, could I get a better amen? We got to put ourselves in a place of receptivity. Prepare our hearts with the power of God's word. 
praying and seeking God and getting right with God, man. And then, number two, we've got to be responsive. Not only receptive, but responsive. Listen, God always requires a response to what He wants to do and what He does in your life. Let me just say, I'm going to throw this out before I give you some biblical precedence for what I just said. Some of you here today, the Holy Spirit did a great work in your life and you never responded. Just kind of sit idle. Listen, when He works in your life, it's not just for you. It's for His benefit. For your benefit and His ultimate glory. And when He blows upon your life, it's for a purpose. Not just so you can sit and count your many blessings, name them one by one. Now, let me show you this. Acts chapter 2, the first few verses. Suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. Did you get the picture? That's that's powerful. And verse 4 says, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to clear something up for you right here. Look at your neighbor and say, He's about to clear something up. I'm about to clear something up for you right here. How many of you know that suddenly would have happened had they not been prepared? Right? What have they been doing? They went through 40 days, resurrected Christ seminar on the Word of God and church growth and the kingdom expansion. They've been through that. They're they're all together praying and seeking God, getting right with God and man, all in one accord in one place. And suddenly the Holy Spirit got that. Now, now catch catch the, the partnership. The promise came, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. But how many of you know promises go unfulfilled because we don't respond to the promises? We just naming it and claiming it, blabbing it and grabbing it, but not doing what we need to do for those promises to be made manifest in our life. Are you still with me? And so, so they do, God gives the promise and they plug in and begin to respond as I shared with you a few moments ago and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Great power and authority. I'm telling you, suddenly, a mighty rushing wind. You know, and I think the disciples, oh, that's what he was talking about when he said receive the Holy Spirit. Woo, glory, man, yowie. And they look around and everybody, boom, fire on their heads. How many of you know, that'll get your attention. That's what God did. But here's what they did. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How many of you believe that's a partnership? I'm clearing this up right now. The Holy Spirit can come all over you. But He's not going to grab your tongue and slap you around and say, I'm going to make you speak in tongues. Or I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. He's a gentleman. It always requires a response. And I just got to say it again. Some of us have had experiences with the Holy Spirit in our life and the power of God in our life, but we never responded to Him. 
And as a result, we're sitting here, like Hebrews said, by now we ought to be teachers. We don't, we're not growing. We ought to be teachers, but we've become, we've come to need milk and not solid food. And we're just still spiritual babies because Jesus showed up and he, 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 he did what he wanted to do and needs to do. He wants to help you grow and help you go. And he comes and he fills us and he empowers us. So we never respond. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then we see Peter standing up, as I said, in Acts 2.14. He says, he stood up with the other 11. I love that. They, they started getting questions and everybody's going, Ooh, what's going on? You people are looking funny and you're talking in strange languages. And Peter gets up under the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And, and now here's where you and I need to understand something about the Holy Spirit. It's not for the church to come in together and have a Holy Ghost meeting together and go home and do nothing. It's for the purpose of going. And the first thing we see happen in the church after the Holy Spirit Spirit comes upon them is the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world is lost and without him. We've turned it into a cruise ship for the saints. Who come to this conference? Who come to this meeting? Who do this? Who do that? And we go home and go woo until the woo wears out and we start searching the internet for another place to get some more woo in our lives. They responded. And when they responded and began to go, things began to change. And as I mentioned in Acts chapter 4, when persecution came, they all got together and prayed. The place where they were gathered was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And after the place was shaken, listen, catch the process here. Acts 4.31, after the place, they're praying. The place was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's the process. That's the purpose. If there's no growing, there's no going. If you're not going, it means you're not growing. And if you're not growing, it means you're not walking in the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. We've got to respond to what the Holy Spirit's working in our life. This morning, I want to pray for us. Let's stand together today. I want to pray that we would all begin to respond to the Holy Spirit's work in our life. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to grow so we can go. The growings for the going. Everyone say the growings for the going. Let's bow our heads before the Lord. Father, we thank you for the ministry of the Word of God today. Lord, I pray, number one, if you'd forgive me for anything I said I shouldn't have said or anything I did that I shouldn't have done. And I pray, Lord, your Word would pierce through our hearts. And we thank you for the helper in our life. I want everyone in this room, young and old together, to stir up some level of faith and begin to say, thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit's influence in my life. Lord, we thank you for the Spirit of God in our midst. And Lord, I pray, Lord, for those that are here today and their spiritual life is stuck. 
They don't seem to be progressing. They don't seem to be growing. I pray today that you would help them embrace the purposes of God in their life. That the growing's for the going. And I pray, Lord, they'd embrace the Spirit and the Word in their life. Help us all to be receptive to you, Lord. We seek your face today. And we pray today that you would show us your will and plan for our life. And that is to grow spiritually and to go into the world and fulfill your kingdom purposes under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. I want everybody, if you can, if you're a guest here, don't feel compelled to, I'm not trying to manipulate anybody or, 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 or incur some kind of emotional response, but the Bible says lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. I, if, you, if you desire today, I'm going to ask us to lift up our hands in the sanctuary and just embrace the presence of God in our life and embrace His purpose and, and, and whatever you need to communicate to the Lord right now, let's just do that. If, if you've been stuck spiritually and you're not growing and you need the power of the Holy Spirit to be rekindled, you've got to respond to Him right now. You've got to respond. Find yourself in a place of receptivity to Him. Lord, today let us clear the air. Let there be a new level of spiritual receptivity in our hearts to hear what You have to say to us. Let us Embrace the truth of your word in our heart. Let us embrace the power of the Holy Spirit. For Lord, your spirit is a spirit of truth, Lord. Lead us into all truth, Lord God. And begin to show us your ways and show us your will and show us your purpose for our life. Open our mouth. In fact, I'm going to pray right now that God would give us a bold tongue to speak the word of God. That he would fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. I lift my hands to you today. And I bind every demon, devil, and hell, fear, and intimidation, Lord, that would come upon me. And Lord, I want to be receptive to the Holy Spirit. Lord, you're not spooky and you're not weird, Lord. You came to empower us and to equip us for your kingdom purposes. And Lord, we receive that power today in our life. We receive the Holy Spirit into our midst, Lord, for the purpose, Lord, of getting us to our feet as those disciples stood to their feet and opened their mouths and saw you work through their midst. Lord, use us under the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, empower us and equip us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who are lost. For, Lord, we know the harvest is here. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now, this week, don't forget what I just told you. Everyone say the growing is for the going. And now, if we're not growing, it means the Holy Spirit is not being allowed daily influence in our life. So today, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Fill me with your presence and power. I receive what you have for me. Amen. Today, tomorrow, the next day. Daily influence in our life. And Hey, you get a habit of that, guess what will happen? You'll start growing. 
And did you know what growing people do? Look at your neighbor and say, did you know what growing people do? Come on, ask somebody, did you know what growing people do? Growing people do what? They grow people. Amen. Growing Christians grow Christians. Amen. So this week, this is our responsibility this week to tune into the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And you know what's going to happen in the morning? I don't know what time you get up in the morning, but you know what's going to happen about 15, 20 minutes before you normally get up in the morning? You're going to awaken 15 or 20 minutes early and you're going to see Pastor Sam's face saying, growing people grow people. Stir up the gift of God within you. Holy Spirit, have your way in our life. Come on, one more time. Let's lay our hands on our hearts. I just got to, I'm trying to seal this deal for you. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives, Lord. And we know your way is not about our way. It's about your way. It's about, it's about growing and going. Lord, let us grow and go. Come on, somebody just say that. Lord, let me grow and go. I want to grow and go. I don't want to sit and, and, and get fat and sassy. I want to grow and go in Jesus' name. Everybody said one more amen.